Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning, Rez. Uh, It's good to be worshiping with you once again this week. My name is Father Ryan. If you are new here, uh, I just want to extend a special welcome to you. Thank you for joining us uh, in worship this morning, and we would love to get to know you just a little bit after the service, Uh, so just stick around for like a couple minutes, and I promise someone will come and say hello. Uh, Make sure to fill out the connection card so we can get to know you uh, uh, this morning. We continue on in this long season of ordinary time and in this, also in this season of sabbatical that's actually now coming on to its last leg with just one more month to go uh, before Father Sean returns. It's crazy how quickly this summer has gone, isn't it? But in the midst of this ordinary time season today, we're actually setting aside some time. It's a unique thing because typically we celebrate baptisms uh, during some, some of the different high holy days of the, the year. So we do it on Pentecost and Epiphany. Uh, we do it uh, for All Saints Day and on Easter. But today we're actually setting aside, aside some time in the middle of ordinary time to celebrate baptisms. And y'all, baptisms are one of my favorite things that we do as a church It's one of my favorite things to do as a priest, and so I'm so excited uh, for all that's going to transpire here in in just a few minutes. Baptism is a central act in the life of the church. As Anglicans, we believe that baptism is a sacrament, which essentially means, uh, to put it as simply as possible, something is happening in baptism, something deeper than what we can see with our own two eyes. We believe in the deep reality and the deep mystery that God is at work here in baptism. Celtic Christians for a millennia have talked about thin places that exist in our world. These thin places are places where one can walk in between two worlds. Places where heaven comes close, comes so very near to earth. Like Moses encountering the burning bush on the mountaintop. Last week, if you remember, we talked about the Lord's Prayer, if you were here, and how in the Lord's Prayer we pray every single week, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Every single week when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray for these thin places to make themselves known here on earth. And I believe, and we believe as Anglicans, that baptism is one of these thin places, in, our letter, uh, in the letter to the Colossians that we read this morning, baptism actually takes a central role in the narrative of the entire letter. And we see it in our reading for today, if you, if you caught it as it was being read. In Colossians 2, it says, In Christ, your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith. In what? In the working of God. God is at work here in baptism. And so today, I just want to make a few observations about how God is at work here in baptism from our reading from Colossians this morning. First observation is this. We believe that nothing less than death and resurrection is happening in the sacrament of baptism. You heard it in the passage I just read. In baptism, we have been buried with him And then it also says, we were also raised with him. In our baptismal liturgy, which you'll hear hear me pray in just a little while when we come to the baptismal waters, just before I touch the water uh, to bless it, I pray, we thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried 
with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are born again by the Holy Spirit. We believe that God is at work here. Death and resurrection happening in in baptism. Or another way to say it is that by these waters, we are being transformed from death to life as we are plunged into Christ's own death and resurrection. One of my favorite ways to describe what is happening in baptism comes from this ancient writing called the, the Shepherd of Hermas, all the way back from the early church, where it talks about baptism saying, the dead go down into the water and come out of it living. The dead go down into the water and come out of it living. That is what's happening in baptism. We live in a world where death deals all around us, in war and famine, in politics and markets, in our communities, in our schools, in our neighborhoods, in our families, in our relationships, and even in our own bodies, right? Death is all around us. And for so many, the goal of life is to actually cheat death, to escape it. We see that too, right? We see it all around us, all of the ways in which our world and us, we try to cheat death, to avoid death at all costs. But friends, this isn't the way of Jesus, is it? In chapter 2, verse 9 of Colossians, it says, For in Christ all the fullness of, de- of the deity lives in bodily form. God, who was outside of death for our sake, entered into it, faced it head on. As Philippians says, he became obedient to death. The way of Jesus runs counter to the way of the world, to the way that we normally approach death. We try to escape But the only way to overcome death is to go through it. If you've ever seen the the movie, The Shawshank Redemption, it's a little bit of an older movie, so for some some of you younger, I feel like it's dating me a little bit. But it's a wonderful movie. There's a scene at the end of the movie uh, that is this perfect depiction of what I'm talking about here, about baptism. It's a little bit of a spoiler, but it's been around for like 30 years, so I don't feel that bad about giving it away. The movie is about this man who was in the mid-1900s who was, who was unfairly convicted of a crime and was sent to, to prison for the rest of his life. What we learn as we go is, is how this man, Andy Dufresne, seeks to find redemption by eventually escaping prison. And in one of the final scenes, as Andy's escape finally gets underway, he busts open a sewage pipe and has to crawl through the vile and disgusting sewage for like 500 yards to gain his freedom. And as he crawls out of the sewage pipe, there's this incredible scene of the rain falling on him and washing away the muck and the mire. Andy Dufresne had to enter into the murky waters of that sewage pipe in order to find freedom. The only way to overcome death is to go through it. That is the gospel. This is what the cross is all about. In order to gain victory over death, Jesus submitted himself to it. The waters of baptism invite us to face death just the same. Romans says we are buried with Christ through baptism into death. We don't have to fear death anymore. Because it is is only through it that life can actually be found. And in doing so, we proclaim the good news that on the other side of death, resurrection life can actually be found. 
Chapter 3, verse 1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ in baptism. Baptism is, is a sharing not only in the death of Christ, but also in the resurrection life that he, he offers us. The dead go down into the water and come out of it living. This is the good news of baptism. The second observation I want to share with you this morning is that in baptism, we who have been baptized are now invited to participate in the life of God in the world, to live a baptismal life. Colossians chapter 3 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So Colossians takes us now beyond the cross and resurrection and shows us how our life is connected now to the ascension of Jesus. This King Jesus who reigns over all the cosmos, over the whole entire world. And in verse 3 here it says, Your life is now hidden with Christ in God. In baptism, our lives are hidden in God's life. Not only are we safe in this kingdom, but we are also wrapped up into God's life and all that he is doing in the world. And so even though baptism is something that did happen to us once long ago, maybe when we were younger, maybe we don't even remember it when we were just infants, baptism also initiated us into a way of life hidden and marked by God's life. We are called to live into our baptism. It's not something that just happened once long ago. Every day we are invited to live a baptismal life. We are called to death and resurrection every single day. We're called to put to death, as it says in verse 5 of chapter 3, all that gets in the way of the kingdom of God in our lives. All that gets in the way of the kingdom of God actually taking root and flourishing in and through us. This is why we confess our sins every single week, right? To face death. To face the death that still remains in us. And then in verse 12 of chapter 3, we have this beautiful imagery of the resurrection life that uh, comes to bear on our lives. Where Paul says, therefore clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and above all these virtues, put on love. Set your hearts and your minds on the things above, the very things that mark Jesus' own life. In a little while, we're, we're going to baptize our, our candidates this morning. We'll get out the Asperge. I don't know if you guys remember this. If you're new, this will be a little jarring, but for those of you who've been around for a while, you'll remember we get out the Asperge, and I just go at it and drench all y'all with the holy water. And I say, what do I say? Remember your baptism, right? Remember your baptism. When I say it, I'm not asking you to look back in some sentimental way on your baptism that happened long ago, or maybe that you don't even remember. I'm calling you to remember your baptism, not to be reminded, to be reminded of the baptismal life that we're all called into, into death and resurrection and allegiance to the ascended Jesus. Remember that you have been hidden in God's life. And you are now part of God's redemptive story in the world. The last observation I want to make from our Colossians passage this morning comes near the end of the reading and is simply this, that this baptismal life is not intended to be lived alone. 
Verse 15 and 16, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. The baptismal life is a life that's lived together in community as the church. It was never meant to be lived alone. We need one another. And here in Colossians, Paul is inviting this group of believers into community to encourage one another, to teach and to share in that baptismal life that they, that they share together. And these children that are going to be baptized this morning, they need our help. They can't do it alone. One of the most striking parts of the entire baptismal liturgy is when the whole church comes together and, so, and we ask, will you, who witness these vows, do all in your power to support these persons in their life in Christ? And we all say, what? We do. Of course we do. They need our help. We need each other in this life, in this baptismal life, don't we? Through baptism, we are all given a new family in the church. And in the church, every adult, whether married or single, becomes a parent. I don't know if you knew that. If, whether you're single, married, or whatever it might be, you are a parent, a spiritual father, a spiritual mother to these who are being baptized this morning and to all of us. Stanley Harwas once said that all Christian adults have a parental responsibility because of baptism. Biology does not make parents in the church. Baptism does. Baptism makes all adult Christians parents and gives them the obligation to help introduce these children to the gospel. As Colossians shows us in baptism, we are called to be a community that bears one another's burdens, to, that forgives one another, that teaches, admonishes, encourages, shapes, and comforts one another as we go through life together. This is what it means to be the church, to share in this baptismal life. So the first ob observation had to do with baptism itself and the work of God in baptism as we are transformed over from death to life as we pass through the waters. The second observation had to do with the invitation by God, not just to be baptized, but an invitation into the baptismal life that we all share, a, a life that's marked by death and resurrection as we seek to, to follow the ascended Jesus and the last observation reminds us that we were never intended to live this baptismal life on our own. Colossians calls us back into community. And so as we continue on to the waters of baptism in a few moments, remember that the dead go down into the water and come out living. Praise God. This is the deep reality and the deep mystery that's sometimes hard to understand it's hard to comprehend that this is actually what's happening here. But this is what's happening. Even if, And this is something that all of us can get on. If you haven't been baptized and you haven't like let us know, we will baptize you this morning. You can participate in this death and resurrection of baptism. Even today, and I'm not joking about that too. If like you're ready to go, just let us know when we get up there and we will baptize you. For the rest of us, let us remember our call to live out our baptisms. 
to live into that which is already true, that we have died and have, and have risen to new life in Jesus in our baptism. And we are called to follow him every single day. We are called now to live into the death and resurrection that we must bear as we follow him. And let us remember that we are called to do this together, to be the church. We're called to offer up our lives for one another, to help one another grow in this baptismal life. You are called to this work, to raise our kids, but to encourage and challenge even those of us who are adults. We need help too. We all need this, right? If we lean into this baptismal life together, I promise you that God will be at work here. He will be at work in our community. So let's come to the waters of baptism this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Resurrection South Austin, a community of faith, learning to do life together in the goodness of God. For more information, you can find us online at resaustin.com.